Hey, Fish, how are you, my friend? Good seeing yeah. you on Saturday. Yeah, it was good seeing you too, Doc. I got a new intro, huh? Yeah, 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 you got a new intro. Yeah. That means you've made it, big boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, buddy. Hey, uh, what you think of the Hoosier Saturday? You know what, Doc? I was really, really pleased to see them shoot the ball like they did in the first half. It was uh, really encouraging because that's been one of the big issues with this team of late. Uh, and have not been shooting the ball very well, and they were knocking down shots all over the place, maybe beyond the norm, normal expectations. Uh, so I thought that was good. Uh, the turnover aspect of it was terrific. I say that in the sense I know 12 turnovers sounds like a lot, but not when you've had 22 no, no. or 17 <laughs> right. or 18. Right. So I-, I thought taking care of the basketball was critical. I did not like the way they started the second half, and that has been an ongoing issue in several games this year that – you know, when you've got somebody, when you've got the boot on somebody's neck, you've got to keep it there and maybe pounce even harder. And I didn't see that kind of comeback in the second half uh, or the kind of effort put forth at the beginning of the second half. And it's not that they didn't give effort. It's just they don't seem to come out with that same kind of intensity level that is necessary to basically take a team right out of it at that point. And to let and and, and you got to give Ohio State credit too because they're a good basketball team and they've got some really good players and they weren't about to just take whatever Indiana was dishing out so I give them credit as well but I just I still think that this Indiana ball club showed some real grit when the game got down to uh, Ohio State taking that one point advantage over them at 62-61 in the first nine minutes of the second half and Indiana didn't let that didn't let it get them down. They they basically kept their heads up and fought back and from that point on it was a shootout and Indiana won it. Yeah, you know, the second half start you could just feel that they were how do I put this? They were as dull as the crowd Indiana was. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Ohio State was as dull as the crowd most of the game, but you know you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I I I mean I've rarely been to Ohio State where they, the crowd for an Indiana game isn't just kind of like it is every place else. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that Saturday. I was stunned by that. It was the same way it was for Wisconsin. We'd done their previous game. I can't remember if it was a Tuesday or Saturday game. I think it was a Tuesday. I don't know. But it was the same way. You know, good good team, really good team. At that yeah. time, Wisconsin hadn't really been reeling. But, um, you know, yeah, it's been that way. Have you seen? Because I haven't gone to every Indiana game. Indiana's usually, I would bet, over the last twenty five, thirty years, Indiana is the best draw uh, for opponents. You know, on the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you have you seen crowds being down this year in the Big Ten? I, I you know, I I have a little bit. Yeah, uh, it, it's not. It's just not as. I don't know if it's as. If there's a, I don't know if there's a malaise out there because one of the things that's happened to me, to, or, or at least to the Big Ten this year, Doc, is there has been kind of a, a thinking process that this league isn't very good, and and I don't know if it is or if it isn't. I just know that it's as competitive as it always seems to be. I, I think the talent level is still really good in most issue in most cases. I don't think that there's, but but I don't think that they've gotten the national media attention this year that they normally get. They haven't been rated very high all year long, which has surprised me a little bit. 
I, I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe it's just that malaise, or maybe maybe it's uh, the feeling that this league just isn't quite as good as it has been in years past. And you know, I, I think that. The, there's just nobody that jumps out at you. I think Wisconsin had a chance. Purdue may. I mean, if Purdue yeah. runs a tournament, it runs a tournament, then they may. But I think that you know, you got it, winning breeds interest. Like I didn't know this. I, I heard Izzo's comments basically saying the same thing that you are. So I kind of looked things up, and I saw an article that said, "Look, there's going to be three Pac-12 teams in the NCAA tournament." And I thought, "Wait a second, that's it." You know, because I'm getting the impression that the Pac-12 is great this year, but maybe that's only a function of UCLA and Arizona, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, and if you listen to if you listen to a, a guys who supposedly know, or at least the guys that talk about it, the talking heads out there, a lot of the time, the Big East may be as good as any league in the country this year, based on the number of teams that they're projecting them to get in the NCAA tournament. It, it to me, that's that's a little bit surprising. I'm not saying that the Big East isn't really good. I'm just simply saying that it is a bit surprising that they are taking kind of a lead over virtually everybody else in the country at this point. All right, let's talk about about IU. Um, Could they have had a better game going into the tournament? And because I don't think that they're necessarily done here in terms of, you know, if they get to a championship game of the Big Ten tournament, based on the way it's right now, they're going to beat three really good teams to get there. Well, Doc, here's what I put it at. If they beat these three teams, if they go and get to the championship game, their record is now 20 and 14. I don't know if that if that's going to equate to an NCAA bid. I guess it's possible. I'd still say it's on the very doubtful side. But at the same time, if you get to the championship game now, <laughs> there's a chance to win it. And right. Get to the tournament. The I don't want to say it's the easy no. way, but it is possible that you could win four straight ball games and get a bid to the NCAA tournament, which is, you know, that's the way. That's the only way I look at it right now that Indiana's got a chance. But I'm not saying it's not going to happen the other way, as you point out. I think there's a possibility. I just think it's slim. I think it's. I, I think it's slim too. But here's the thing. I go back. I always try to. You know, you you know this. You've been in something and you're studying it, and you've been inside something so long. You look for between the lines, and I was really interested what Dave Gavitt said, who runs a tournament. He was talking about, well, you know, yeah, we know people played people, but who'd you beat? Good wins are going to be, you know, critical. Well, you know what, Indiana <laughs> got a couple pretty good ones that when you look around the country, nobody else has, and. I don't know. I, again, three wins over NCAA probable teams in the turn. I don't know, and I'm not. But the good thing is, the first thing you got to do is you got to play well, and at least, at least, Indiana can feel like they're playing well with the win on Saturday, and that's the number one thing. Right, they, and they won two of their last three ball games. I mean, they beat a good Northwestern right. team at home, and they lost to Purdue in a very competitive game at Purdue on on the Tuesday night of this past week, and they beat Ohio State on the road. I, those are all very positive things for this basketball team. And if they get that same mojo they had at the beginning of the season, Doc, this is a team that nobody wants to face because they, they have the talent. I've said that, and I got ripped by even Indiana. Indiana fans have lost their mind this year, Fish. I, that's just, And I don't know why Doc, I say this Doc, year. You know what? What? You said that last year about him, too. I agree. <laughs> I know. But it's like when you say nice things about Indiana, you're a bad guy. Like I know. I, I yeah. said, look, it used to be if you said anything bad about Indiana, you're a bad guy. Now you say nice things. You're <laughs> like I believe what you said. I believe that 
Indiana is one of those teams that you don't want to play. And every every coach in the Big Ten knows if you're going to list the most dangerous teams in the league, the number one dangerous team is IU. <laughs> they are. If you just make, all you got to do is look back at what happened at the beginning. And I'm not saying that they are, they're the same team as they were then, but they certainly look more like that team on Saturday at Ohio State. And you saw them too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, well, don't say anything nice. About, okay, do I have? A, can I? I gotta say something mean. I, you know, I, what do you want? You know, but hey, fish. Did you um, did you happen to see uh, at all any of the golf yesterday? I did. Fish. I'm not. This is way premature. Okay, but every time Dustin Johnson plays in a tournament, it seems like now he wins. Is that like what? Ha- I thought I thought Jordan Spieth was supposed to be that guy. <laughs> Here's the other thing about golf, and this is this is the amazing thing. Every single year, there is some young up and coming guy that, like Justin Thomas, has won three times already this year, and he goes into the last day of yesterday's event a shot up on everybody, and he goes to heck in a handbasket. I guess. Mm-hmm. Loses it with, you know, he's got no chance as he goes down the stretch. But if you look at it, Dustin Johnson is a made-to-be-number-one guy for a long time because of two things, in my opinion. First of all, athletically, and, and I'm just, I just think he's one of the best athletes that's ever played golf. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Yes. The second thing is, the guy is, everybody says, well, you know, he's not that smart and all that. You know what? He's smart enough to work on his weaknesses, and he's worked on them. He no longer has a short game weakness. He's become a really good wedge player, and he's worked on his putting. He's still not a great putter. If he ever becomes a great putter, he won't lose because he's that good lengthwise he has cut down on how hard he swings at it. He basically hits a cut shot now just so that he keeps it in play. If he keeps it in play, Doc, there isn't anybody who can beat him. Fish, I'm telling you, what is the whole theory behind he's not very smart? I, well, I don't know. <laughs> because I guess when you interview him, in a post-round match, yeah, he, he's one of those guys that's very subtle, very you know, he's very kind of quiet talking, and uh, he doesn't use big words. <laughs> all right, yeah, but he's smart enough to win all these golf tournaments, and he was smart enough to marry what's her face. So, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, They're smart. I think that's pretty smart. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, maybe he can't conjugate a verb, but who cares? <laughs> no i think i really think he's a talented guy and i think a lot of the negative stuff that comes out about dustin is because of some of the things that took place a few years ago and got himself in a little bit of trouble and uh based on everything i've read over the last two years this guy has really turned his life around he's really a good guy yeah and you know um fish he is approaching now for me, I, I, it's hard for me unless it's the Masters, U.S. Opener. Um, you know, for me, it is. He's approaching. All right, he's in contention. I got to watch status. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he he excites me like Tiger Woods excited me. I'm just telling you, he does because of 
how far he can hit it and how controlled his shots are now compared to what they used to be. It's it's amazing how much he's worked on his game and how much he's worked on that short game. I mean, his short game stuff is very impressive. I mean, before he was just an average guy at that stuff. Not any longer. He's worked on it to become better, and he's really, really good at it. Hey, apparently Justin Thomas threw a club. I got no problem with that. Do you, you don't like that, do you? You're a traditionalist. Well, I am, Doc, but having thrown a club myself yeah. on occasion, I understand it completely. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, I, I am a traditionalist in the sense that I, I, I like the game, yeah. and I, I think you ought to got to, you got to try to control yourself, but I'm not saying you always can. Right, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's exactly right. Like, hey, I, you know, okay, the dude, basketball. Like, well, let me back up. Golf is like the only sport where you got to explain yourself when you do an even minute. Right. Like, he fist bumped too much. Oh my god! <laughs> really, this guy's on crack, scoring thirty, and this we're worried about some dude fist bumping. All right, fish. I can't Good. wait to play golf with you, man. Well, if we get this, if you get this thing off the ground, baby, mm-hmm. I'm in. <laughs> I know that. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Thanks, my friend. All right, see you, Doc. All right, that's the great Don Fisher.